0: just before the break, I played for you some of the reaction to the announcement yesterday that the provincial government is going to crack down on shadow flipping and take the profit out of it and hoping that in doing so, they... Take away the incentive by some of the more unscrupulous agents who try and take advantage of buyers, of sellers, and make a quick buck. Joining me on the line now to talk a bit more about this and about the real estate market in Metro Vancouver is Aaron Jasper, who is a real estate agent. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Talk a little bit. I know we uh, we touched base with you yesterday uh, over at uh, Global uh, for that story, talking about what it's like and what impact uh, this might have. Uh, so let's kind of revisit that. So when you heard the announcement from the premier uh, that they were going to crack down on shadow flipping, how big of a deal or how big of an impact do you think that will have?
1: Uh, very little. I, uh, you know, I don't think that uh, I don't think it's fair for the premier to, to, <laughs> to target the uh, the realtors in, uh, in in the industry. For, uh, for the ones that are, are driving this. Uh, it, it really is a, a hyperactive market. And, and, yeah, there are buyers out there that uh, many of them have legitimate reasons why they may want to assign those contracts. There are a few buyers that are, I would say, predatory. There are a very small percentage of, of realtors that are implicit in this. Uh, so I think for the Premier to to paint a picture that this is really – at the core of the unaffordability crisis, this doesn't hit the mark, and I think that if we really want to get to the to the core of this issue, uh, we have to look at the the, uh, the issues of the the impact of foreign capital in the vetro vancouver market that really I think would be the the approach to take if we 're serious about cooling down this market
0: uh, and is that somewhere where you think we we've, we've kind of uh, been reluctant or, or, or somewhat lazy about trying to figure that out? Because we do hear a lot about calls for more more information when it comes to foreign ownership, when it comes to buyers. But are we looking at, I mean, are we tasking CRA, are we tasking the different agencies with figuring out if, if we're dealing with a big problem of money laundering?
1: Well, well, I think the government is avoiding it. I think that, you know, the Real Estate Council has been uh, tasked to, to investigate uh, to see if there are uh, realtors that are are not following the rules, and, and many of us in the industry are, are, will be the first to call for cover penalties uh, for those uh, of our uh, counterparts who are not conducting themselves in the best interest of their clients. Absolutely, let's, let's get them out of the business. And, and so you don't, won't hear any arguments from, from the majority of us in the business on that point, but it, it does seem to be uh, strange that the provincial government does not want to, to address really the, the elephant in the room and that is the impact of foreign capital. And, and many of us have been calling for this. Uh, many people, uh, academics, uh, UBC have been calling on this. Uh, other people uh, who are, have links to the industry have been saying, let's, let's look at that, let's get the data, and, and not obviously target recent immigrants, but it's a fairly well-known fact that uh, in, in international speculators, investors, are parking their cashier. I think if, if our government is sincere in, in trying to cool down the market to help the affordability issue then they, are, they have an obligation to to get the data <clears throat> to get the data and then have an honest debate on strategies to to address that problem uh,
0: because if we look at the market and if we take it, even take an, an a recent example and this isn't suggesting uh, illegal activity but say look at a house in Vancouver that recently sold for 9 million dollars i think it was there were 11 cash offers on that house and again not saying that any of those who knows where the money came from but to have a situation like that uh, that's not normal that you would have 11 different people with just ponying up nine million dollars cash each is that the kind of thing we need to look at that and see where it's coming from and and what that is doing to the market
1: Well, well exactly i you know i had two buyers uh recently on the west side both doctors husband and wife local born doctors who were barely able to afford a purchase in Dunbar of $2.3 million. So just to try and give a range in terms of of what sort of the higher-end professionals, local professionals are are sort of in the market for. Uh, So, yeah, I would say that's a red flag. You know, and people are very focused on this hyperactive market. This is a real recent phenomenon. You know, Jill, if I were to to buy your house today, let's say, you know, an Eastside house for $1.5 million dollars, and you ask for a long completion day because you need to buy the house. Well, what happens if the market takes a nosedive, and and the bank tells me six months from now that that house is only worth one point three? Would you, as the seller, be willing to discount the sale price in that situation? We're very we're very focused on the on the, the the profit, but you know, as they say, what goes up must go down. And so I think the premier is, at least from my observations, this is a knee jerk reaction to a very small problem that, yeah, there are problems in in this uh, assignment of contracts that need to be ironed out, but this will in no way, shape or form, cool down the market to make it more affordable for the vast majority of people in Metro Vancouver.
0: And I think that was one of the takeaways from that announcement. And nobody, I think, believes that this is going to suddenly do something about affordability. But perhaps it will save somebody who's constantly getting knocks at the door by an agent who who does not have their best interests in mind, and perhaps will save them from being taken advantage of.
1: Well, I, I would encourage sellers to <clears throat> to shop around for a good realtor um, if they are contemplating selling their home. There are a lot of a lot of reputable brokerages in Vancouver and they should interview several. Uh, a seller already has the right to put into a contract that I do not want this contract assigned. There are already uh, levers, uh, there are already the tools necessary to stop this without the premier coming in with a big heavy hammer and smacking down. There are a lot of average people that might, you know, have good reasons for assigning those contracts. Uh, pre-sale condos, you name it. There's a whole bunch of reasons. And so really what we're needing to do is surgically go after the speculators those are the ones who are you know just looking to flip for profit and and let's not penalize the average home purchaser who in this hyperactive market yeah maybe they make a little bit of profit but they also stand to lose a lot of money if the, if the market takes a certain sudden downturn so and, and again back to the main the main problem let's look at foreign capital what is the impact of foreign capital and i i, I think a lot of us are really wishing that the premier will get on that topic and let's get the data, I think that will have the biggest impact. That will, that will really pay the largest dividends on this issue.
0: And then changing perhaps the tax structure or, or how that's dealt with.
1: Exactly. Let's look at best practices. What are other jurisdictions doing? Is it taxes? What, what, are, what are the other tools that can address that? And again, we don't want to penalize the immigrants who are coming here. And yeah, maybe they're well off, but great. You know, and they're, they're investing in their communities, they're putting in roots in their community. Fantastic. Those aren't the people that we should be targeting. We should be targeting those who are parking their cash as a good investment.
0: Uh, Aaron, uh, just one more question, and you mentioned uh, enforcement and uh, the Real Estate Council, a uh, self-governing body. Uh, the Premier yesterday said, look, there are many self-governing bodies, uh, nurses, doctors and such, and they work just fine. Uh, but we have seen cases where realtors, uh, real estate agents who have been caught uh, breaking the rules get no more than a slap on the wrist. Uh, is there enough teeth to the council to, to, to punish realtors who break the rules?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I- I, I think a lot of us in the industry would like to see stiffer penalties uh, at a minimum and and i i don't mind saying that. I would like to see some of these uh, bad apples uh, right out of the market they They undermine uh, our credibility as professionals and and they under they really add to the anxiety and the stress that many people are, are facing in this market so yeah, you know, I think stiffer penalties i think more teeth. I have no issue with the self uh, you know self regulating aspect but <clears throat> I do think. I do think, as an industry, we de- need to be more forceful with the penalties for those who are not meeting the best interests of their clients.
0: Well, because the premier even mentioned she would like to see uh, realtors and agents who break the rules to lose their license, but it seems like that doesn't happen very often.
1: Well, I mean, I think we have to look at everything on a case by case basis. I think if, if 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 there's a if it's a a minor mistake or a minor error that has not impacted the the sale or to the extent of the the value, things like that. I think you know we have to look at every issue and, and try and, and engage the severity and the penalty accordingly. But I think for those who are who are not disclosing their interest in trade, those who are purposely misleading uh, buyers or sellers, uh, I wouldn't disagree with the Premier. I think those people need to go.
0: All right. Aaron, great to chat with you again. Thank you so much for joining us to talk more about this today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure.
0: Have a great day. All right, you too. That is Aaron Jasper. He's a Vancouver realtor talking about the announcement yesterday, the move from the provincial government to end shadow flipping and the industry as a whole. And Aaron Jasper mentioned as well, taking a look at foreign capital. And I did hear that from a few people yesterday saying, great, you're going to stop shadow flipping. That's a very small part of a much bigger problem. We need the information. We need to figure out what to do with where the money is coming from and how that's having an impact on the Metro Vancouver housing market as well. If you want to go to our Facebook page, you can comment on this story or any of the stories posted there. News Talk 980 CKNW. When we return, we are going to check in with New Democrat MP Jenny Kwan and taking a look at what she calls a two-tier immigration system and some of the changes that she would like to see brought in by the new government. That's coming up after your news headlines to 7.30.